0: Welcome to Joe Picks, an NFL team. In this podcast, Joe, abandoned by his San Diego Chargers, is evaluating all 32 NFL teams to find out who he should root for next season. For the first part of this action-packed doubleheader, we're looking at a team that doesn't (laughs) doesn't understand why everybody else has such a hard time finding franchise quarterbacks, the Indianapolis Colts. Jeff, hit it. chargers fucked him over wasn't
1: that mean so now he's starting over picking a team joe makes the ratings but dan does all the work Woody he visit Woody cheer each and every single year are the fans an angry mob Root with them
0: but not with rob drink the city's local booze while you wait for joe to choose joe picks an nfl team dan what a song. I know. It's amazing. Every time. Joe, how are you feeling?
1: <laughs> feeling all right. Feeling all right. Ready From to talk my understanding,
0: about the Outstanding, Joe. You are taking care of all three of your children and doing a doubleheader. Yes. <laughs> all at the same time.
1: Thank God there is energy drink in our cocktail
0: tonight. Yes. That's all well, I can in say. In your cocktail. Which, you know, let's just skip to it, Joe. What the hell are you drinking?
1: Yeah, Dan, this is also the third drink in a row that you're not drinking with me. So this is a cocktail I think called... I the a,
0: third one in a row. Didn't I do the one two ago? I don't know.
1: Maybe. <laughs> Who cares? This is called a Colt 45. It is one part gin, two part Jägermeister, and then some other parts of Red Bull. And as far as I can tell, it is not named after the team. It is named after samuel colt who uh in 1836 invented the first revolving barrel multi-shot firearm wow yeah
0: i thought when you said colt 45 we were going to be drinking uh, malt liquor but uh no
1: no that would have been nice
0: yeah all right great i am drinking something else but we don't need to get into that joe because who gives a shit moving right along the vip poll and this VIP poll. So we had a huge debate last week: who would win in a fight to the death, a buccaneer or a Viking?
1: Yeah, and if I recall, you were arguing for a buccaneer because of his or her craftiness. Yes, and I was While arguing his craftiness.
0: for. There weren't many female buccaneers back then.
1: I guess it would be like a buccanet anyway. <laughs> so. I don't the, know if Buccaneers is a gendered the, the, term.
0: The, high, the times when the Buccaneers were around weren't the most uh, gender equal <laughs> times.
1: And uh, I was arguing for a Viking because they dealt with harsher conditions than Buccaneers and Buccaneets.
0: Yeah. Have you seen the results of the poll? No, I have not. All right, Joe. Well, it was an absolute landslide. And... For? Team Joe. Everybody, yes. 80% Viking... Buccaneer. And I voted for Buccaneer, so, uh, I mean... uh, (laughs) (laughs) I think it's the right choice.
1: So, more people agree with me that a Viking could beat a Buccaneer than people who agree with me that Rob is a dick.
0: Way more. Way more. Yeah. Now, I'm thinking this is a little biased, though, because I feel like if you were a Viking fan, of which I believe a lot of them listen to this episode you're going to pick viking because you're going to feel like your mascot's like super tough so i feel like i should have had two questions but here's the
1: thing dan we didn't talk about the secret lounge last time so that buccaneer fan or that vikings fan would have had to go back listen to multiple episodes then find the fan lounge and then vote that's a lot of work just to vote for a viking beating a buccaneer
0: Yeah, but they do it because they're very dedicated, much like their namesake. They're very dedicated people. You know, they clearly are used to harsh conditions, as we've seen by the history of these Minneapolis teams. By the way, Tony also sent me in that the hockey team that left became the Dallas Stars who won the Stanley Cup like five years after they left. So so that I mean, you know,
1: like debate of what's worse, getting close and losing versus always being shitty. The worst must be having the team leave and then win.
0: Yeah, it's like happened to Cleveland, too. Of course, it's like you can't beat Cleveland. You know what happened with them with the Ravens. But, yeah, that's it's
1: so brutal. I don't know. If the LA Chargers win the Super Bowl next year, I think San Diego might have bested Cleveland at that
0: point. <laughs> if they win it next year, if, like, Phillip Rivers doesn't, it it's like everything, <laughs> like the other team fumbles to you, like they intercept the ball and then, like, hand it back oh, to Phillip God. Rivers. <laughs> uh, anyways. That's also, that's as mythical as this time-traveling fight we talked about because it is not going to happen. And the fan poll is settled for that week. I mean, this week, I guess we're only going to have one fan poll. So we're going to have hours of conversation about these teams to come up with a fan poll. So we'll... we'll, It'll come up naturally. Yeah, we'll we'll let that happen. I mean, we might might have multiple uh, ideas. But that is closed. Thank you, everybody, for voting. Moving into the fan mail. So... We have a fan mail from the Saints episode, you know, c- continuing back and forth, and we have <laughs> one on the Vikings. So we got zero emails about either of the teams are covering today. So uh, shame on you, all our listeners, you bums. But we've got some interesting stuff. So we've got a nice back and forth here between Jeff and Jay. So last week we heard Jay give his take, and this week Jeff responds. Guys, I understand flattery will get you everywhere on this show. So first off, I want to say that I enjoyed this episode a lot, particularly your bickering over the word mediocre. It reminded me (laughs) of the orange is not a shade of brown moment from the Browns episode, which also gave me a hearty chuckle. Dan, I'm not always sure how you choose these battles, but I will say you deserve credit for changing your mind in the face of compelling evidence. I think we can all agree the world needs more people who are open to being persuaded by evidence and argument. Maybe I'm just that persuasive. Dan, well, are you
1: super stubborn with everyone else in your life?
0: Uh, Joe, I'm open to argument. <laughs> you know, I've been trying to talk with my dad about Donald Trump for this whole time. I'm just, I, I want to hear it. What's the argument? I, and, uh, you know, and I'll, I'll be ready to to jump on board, maybe the Donald Trump train. But, you know, maybe if any of our listeners, especially both states we're covering today, voted for Donald Trump. So if any of our listeners have a persuasive argument, I would love to hear it. And I am open. But anyways, He continues. The letter J could learn a thing or two about how to present a persuasive argument, even though he does have a crisp command of the English language, I admit. But really, any correspondence from a Falcons fan that doesn't contain the word bro sounds like Shakespeare to me. (laughs) To Jay's credit, though, I laughed pretty hard at his joke about giving change to a Saints fan to make them go away, particularly because I can see this exact scenario playing out with Carlos himself. Although, you'd have better luck persuading him with a bottle of Four Queens whiskey, which... Incidentally, you could pay for with a handful of change. Oof, that that was featured prominently at the bachelor party, and that is a very lowbrow whiskey, I will say. <laughs> if, you know, to uh, Jay's credit, I mean that's what he would imagine a Saints fan would be drinking. Jeff continues. My take on the Colts or wouldn't even eclipse the Pabuano on the Scoville spicy scale, so I'll keep them to myself. Ugh, no hot takes. Uh, we, I want to hear some hot takes. But anyways, P.S. Joe, go visit the Blue Mountain Lake in the central Adirondacks, then come talk to me about your fucking fjords.
1: Wow. So, Jeff, all this time, presents a great argument for the Saints, builds us a beautiful theme song, and then has to come defending lakes. Come on.
0: Well, I, I honestly, I feel like at the end there, he turned his ire on you a little bit. Like <laughs> He didn't like that I was throwing shade at lakes. Yeah, I stand by I,
1: my, I stand by my take.
0: Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, he honestly is pretty nice to Jay, and you know, I this budding Jeff Jay friendship is
1: just it. It's the most heartwarming thing that's happened to us. Jay, yeah. your move. <laughs> yeah, Jay's got it right back. I mean, he has to at this point.
0: Yeah, and the, the conversation continues, but that's at the same episode long ago. Moving on to the Vikings episode, our last episode, and. I'm going to assume by the listenership, Joe, that it got a, a pretty large we'll get response. To that. We'll get to that. Yeah, but we've got an email from one of our new fans, hopefully. Oh, a Reddit rando. Okay, let's hear it. Hi, guys. I enjoyed your podcast on my favorite team. I saw your post in the Viking subreddit, which is pretty active. I just wanted to add a couple of notes on some things you missed or didn't touch on. Stadium. Our new stadium is beautiful and open last season. I believe we said it's opening next season, (laughs) and it was an old website you were looking at, Dan. I mean, to be fair, (laughs) yeah, construction it must have been ahead of schedule. And he says the Super Bowl will be hosted this season, not next season. So there you go. What he doesn't know is that we actually
1: record. We actually recorded that episode a year ago. We we were hoping no one would notice. We Uh, actually
0: recorded this whole series a year ago. That's right. That's right.
1: I I Uh, can't wait. I can't wait to come together for Hillary. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's got she's got it in the bag. In the you know, bag, it's gonna be in her versus Jeb Bush. You know who's do you think,
1: gonna? Do you think she'll sw- sweep all fifty states?
0: <laughs> <laughs> she might. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Minneapolis. <laughs> I'm not from Minnesota, but I went to the first game of their new stadium last season, and the downtown was beautiful. <laughs> tailgating and outdoor drinking right next to the stadium also you forgot to mention the mall of america as a place to see in minnesota minnesota well first of all (laughs) malls are dying buddy that's that mall of america is going to be replaced by an amazon warehouse in like five years. stops says minnesota is a lot more progressive than the rest of the midwest as for the scandals all the players i mentioned are no longer on the team mike zimmer is a no nonsense coach for the owners, the Wolves have been willing to spend money to make the team better, which not every NFL team has the luxury of. I thought you scored Ziggy Wolf pretty well. No, I, I think I was mad about the stadium thing, but... Oh, yeah, I don't even know what the numbers are, so... Oh, yeah, <laughs> you did not score him well. Oh, that's right, and the fraud case. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Offensive line, we had one of the worst offensive lines in the league the last couple seasons. I believe this is the main factor why offense hasn't been clicking. We have zero time to pass the ball, which has resulted in a lot of dink and dunks. Yep. <laughs> well, you've got that franchise quarterback Sam Bradford back there. It's got to be. It's got to be something else other mm-hmm. than Sam Bradford. I mean, come on, I, mm-hmm. the, you've mm-hmm. got to love these fans. And the future. Our team is still very young and has a lot of room to grow. I believe you guys should really factor this in before choosing a team. Do you really want to pick a team with a 39-year-old quarterback? <sighs> I don't know. Do you, Joe? How old I old mean, is Tom not, Brady?
1: <laughs> not not particularly, but, the yeah, I mean, the Patriots are out.
0: Yeah. He says teams we hate, the Packers. His, He says the biggest rival, Bears. He says the second biggest rival. And the third biggest rival, out of left field here, the Saints. He says for that 2009 wow. NFC Championship game, the peak of the Bounty Gate scandal. I mean, look at that. Our, the last two teams we've covered, that's the biggest rivalry. I mean, I think that's the one where they just kept pounding Brett Favre and just like... By the end of the game, like, Brett Favre was, uh, I think, much worse for the wear. Jeff, Carlos, weigh in. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> they might be supporters of Bounty Gate. I don't know. Said the most disappointing moments in the recent history were the 1999, uh, you know, what? whatever. It's He's uh, talked about his disappointment. Actually, I will bring up. He said just last year, Blair Walsh had that like chip shot field goal to beat the Seahawks and then they missed it. It was like a twenty yard field goal. Yeah, that's pretty depressing. Yeah. But anyways, PS fuck the Packers. So thank you so much, Tyler. Soon to be super fan. He actually sent this to the regular email, so I guess I have to reply to him and tell him what the secret super fan. You promised in the last episode you would. Yeah. But I don't like to I don't want to email people back until we read them on the podcast, you know, so they're not so they're surprised. Anyways, thank you, Tyler. You're in, you're a super fan. So tell people how to email us, Dan. If you want to email us and you're not a super fan, if you are a super fan, you know what to do. If you're not a super fan, go to JoePixPod.com and the email address is on there or just go or email us at NFL at And
1: if you're a first time listener and want to become a super fan, if you write us in, we'll give you the super fan login or you can just listen to old episodes and you'll find it there. Yeah, just pick
0: some randomly and maybe it'll be mentioned. But uh, speaking of the fans' response, Joe, what did the Vikings fans think?
1: Let me tell you about this fan feedback. It was the best fan feedback of any team that I didn't pick and made me feel super guilty for not picking the team.
0: Oh, They were so nice. They were welcoming.
1: It was like the opposite of the Cardinals. They loved me. They want me to be a fan. I mean, I'm really warming up to Karsten's idea of a zombie team that the, that the super fans could kick back on. And well, I think the Vikings might have a tough time because of our large Packer fan base. I hope that they're given a shot because their fans were super nice. They see a lot of connection between the chargers and themselves. So just to read one comment, we are the chargers, but instead of bad, bad ownership, we have bad luck. If you got tired of having someone to blame for the lack of charge of success, given the talent on the roster, come on over. Vikings always have talent, but never wins to go along with it. Yeah. Things did get a bit heated on the Reddit page once people actually listened to the episode and came back. So uh, one listener says, having just listened to your podcast and all the misinformation and general lack of research regarding our team here, honestly, I'm glad I did not make your cut. You seem like a shitty dude to share fandom with. Cool. Um. Yeah, that was harsh. But overwhelmingly, people were positive. And also, as a side note, they really love Mike Zimmer.
0: I mean, it's good if the fans like the coach. I think that's uh, that's definitely, uh, you know, the fans probably know more than we do. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, definitely. <laughs>
1: I mean, they're watching every—well, first of all, they definitely know more than we do. But I would argue that, especially if you have a long-term coach, if the fans like that coach more than, like, the general consensus, that's a pretty hard thing for a coach to pull off
0: yeah well, I wonder if it's kind of like John Gruden too, where I'm just so optimistic about John Gruden just because I like have to be, but you know objectively, I don't really know, but you know whatever good for good for Zimmer
1: yeah, good for Zimmer, good for those fans, sorry, I didn't pick the Vikings, but are you still are you a gonna, shot.
0: are you gonna go back and and pull them out from the dregs or are you just gonna wait no. for a potential zombie that was a one
1: time deal, you know they may have a second act, a second shot at it, and if they do, oh, man, this Reddit community is definitely going to help them.
0: Interesting, because you know, sometimes when it comes to, like, relationships, oftentimes they say that when a, you know, sort of desperation is a a bad look, but you seem to me that it's just, like, any attention and flattery you get is just always a positive.
1: Yeah, that's how I go through life, too. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Boom. Well... To uh, add one thing to that email, if those people were upset at the amount of research done, the amount of research I did, the amount of time I spent researching both the teams today is less than the amount I did for the Vikings. So if you're a fan of one of these teams, get ready to be upset. Let
1: me give the disclaimer, though, that I only remember to give every few episodes. If you're listening to this for the first time and you're a Colts fan, here's the thing. You should listen listen. But this is going to be your least favorite episode because you're going to know more. And invariably, even if I move the Colts on, I'm still going to say bad things about them. Dan's definitely going to say some bad things and you're going to get frustrated, but you should listen and then go listen to other episodes because the episodes for the team that you love will always be your least favorite.
0: Yeah. Unless you move them on, you know, like what you did for the Falcons. A lot of Falcons fans found a lot of, uh, whatever therapy in that It's true. They needed the closure though. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, all that out of the way, let's just get into this. We've got a long yeah. way to go here. Let's talk about the Colts, all right. So first, what did Tony say about the draft? Well, Tony said their draft was all about defense. First-round pick, Malik Hooker, is a safety out of Ohio State that people are high on. Wow. Well, of course, Tony also would love him. Big Ohio State fan. Double-dipped in the secondary in the second round with cornerback Quincy Wilson. Third round, also defense with the defensive end Terrell Basham. Basically, the Colts are doing what the Saints are doing, trying to inject talent to fix a perennially poor defense and hope that quarterback wizardry will carry the day. Number one. Let's just, let's just jump right into this. You don't want a team that's too good or too bad. The Indianapolis Colts have Super Bowl odds of 30-1. to 1. Mm-hmm. So it's a shot, but it's an outside yep. shot. They have one past Super Bowl victory in 2006 when peyton manning led them over the bears they're over under for wins this year is nine and then we will play the world famous game top third middle third bottom third joe over the past 10 years the indianapolis colts win percentage 10 years
1: uh
0: let's say top third playoff wins top third years making the playoffs top third Okay. Joe, you got one hundred percent ding 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 ding. But that was I would say a little too easy. So I'm gonna ask it a little harder, little harder.
1: Me to say I think I've learned a little bit. The threshold for top third is lower than I think I thought mentally. That like it's like, oh, they have two playoff wins, they're in the top third. So okay.
0: Okay, so out of one to thirty two over the past ten years. Wow. Okay. What is the win percentage? What rank are they in win percentage? So it's going to be a number... Well, you know they're in the top third, so it's going to be a number 1 through 11. Which number mm-hmm. are they in the NFL?
1: Yeah, I I would guess that they are on the lower end of that because I think that they had a really bad year in that, like a 1 in 15 year because they drafted Andrew Luck. So I'm going to say that they are like number 10.
0: You would be... Dead wrong. They are fourth. Oh wow. They have the fourth best winning percentage over the past ten years. And though your logic is not incorrect, in twenty eleven they went two and fourteen and they had the number one pick and they took Andrew Luck. And in fact, the last two seasons, they went eight and eight. But every other year, they won at least ten games. They won eleven games three times. They won twelve games twice. They won thirteen games. They won 14 games. So you know, it's interesting. I mean, the Colts didn't,
1: I mean, as far as I know, there's no allegations that in the two and 14 season that they like intentionally tanked it all. But in a way they kind of did it right to be a a very good team that needs a new quarterback, have one shitty year instead of like the slide into mediocrity that so many teams have where then they're like, you know, like look at the Saints. We just talked about the Saints. They're like eight and eight, seven and nine, nine and seven. They're kind of like yeah. right in that middle forever wouldn't the saints be better off if instead of all those mediocre years, they just had one terrible year drafted a great defensive prospect. And then were good after that.
0: But see, it's not the same because the rarest thing in the NFL is the franchise quarterback. And as we've seen in an Andrew Luck caliber quarterback, although one could argue he's regressed over the last couple of years, but that quarterback that, that he comes out, somebody right. that no, good comes out fair. once every five years or 10 years. So you have to time it right. Cause like, look, the Cleveland Browns had the number one pick. It's not, like they, it's not like they got a franchise quarterback, you
1: know? And I don't know enough about the, the draft or, like, the quarterback prospects of, like, how sure, thing, how sure a thing was Andrew Luck going into that season. Like, could the Colts – like I said, no one, as far as I know, has accused them of this. But could the Colts have said, we like this Andrew Luck kid. We need a quarterback. We know we're not going to make the playoffs this year. We'd rather be 2-14 and 14 instead of
0: 5-11. and 11. I, I think they definitely were like that. I mean, that was the year Peyton Manning was, of course – sitting with his right. like neck injury or whatever and and
1: and, and at the time I mean, I mean even though he was good for the broncos for a few years after that i mean people didn't know if he'd play again
0: yeah people i mean they released him after they to show joke which honestly was probably the right move for the Colts. Right. and you know it was it was just brilliant smart and i mean i don't know if they were intentionally tanking but you know in football it seems like intentionally tanking is like dangerous for you but you can <laughs> intentionally tank by like you know, being a team that's really dependent on having an unbelievable quarterback. And because if you look at the history of the Colts, like they've had terrible defenses the whole time, like they've spent all their money on the offensive side of the ball, which worked really fucking well when you're just outscoring everybody with Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck to some degree. But, you know, you take away the franchise quarterback and you're fucked.
1: And they haven't been able to do the thing that the Patriots can where they have like a Jimmy Garoppolo come in and maybe not do quite as well as the franchise quarterback but still carry the team to some wins like they just haven't had that infrastructure built around Manning or Luck for that matter that to continue that winning after the franchise quarterback is taken out of the picture
0: yeah I think the difference though is I don't want to talk too much about football on this podcast Joe yeah but no, you're right sorry the Patriots have Bill Belichick who at his heart is a defensive wizard and Bill Belichick you know the Patriots always invest their draft picks on defense they find these diamonds in the rough on offense and they eventually they build around Tom Brady and so you take the Patriots they're always going to have a good defense like even in the year they had a bad defense it was just because they had all these young guys that were talented but were just like messing up and then their defense is normally very good but it's like Mm -hmm. the Colts Mm -hmm. defense is legitimately dreadful terrible I mean it's, it's very similar to the Saints where their defense is just horrible and uh frankly it was horrible in the Peyton Manning years that's why they were never winning Super Bowls because their defense just kept choking at the key moments and you know it's uh it's people would argue it's like oh well you know they invested too like Peyton Manning had this massive contract and he was being paid too much money or whatever like Tom Brady or whatever we don't need to talk about football this much anyways you don't want a team that's too good or too bad you got a team 30 to 1 outside shots but you know, I think if the Colts, they've gone 8-8 eight and eight the last two seasons, but before that they went 11-5 and five, three years in a row. So it's a team that obviously with the same quarterback and all of that has had success before.
1: On the too good, too bad scale, so we talked about how this is really about what it would mean if the team won the Super Bowl. You know, and if it's meaningless, then they're too good. Um, and if it's too far-fetched, then they're too bad. Obviously, the Colts aren't too bad. They're in the mix. Maybe they're a little bit of a long shot, but, like, they're fine. They're in there. Um, On the too-good scale, even though they won it recently, I was thinking about this. It is sort of a different era. Like, they won it under the Peyton Manning era. And I've been thinking about this since we did the Packers episode. And one of our Packers um, feedback through email was someone talking about how, like, even though they've won it, they feel like with this – within this era of the team they should have won it more so there's still disappointment there and there's still like hunger there and i feel like with the colts there's something to be said for the fact that they have not won it in the andrew luck era yet so there yeah. will be some excitement with that so i think that to me their their super bowl win would be more exciting than it would be for a team that has won it as recently as the colts have yeah which i mean also wasn't even that recent anymore but um I think they are a solid 7 out of 10 in this category.
0: All right, 7 out of 10. Off to a good start. I think it's a very fair score. Number two, what do you think about the division? So we've gone to this division once before for the Texans. Fan favorite.
1: My my beloved Texans, yeah.
0: Although, as much as you love the Texans, in this category, you only gave them 1.5 out of 10. So I'm not going to set the table on all of the... Uh, stuff from that episode but the gist is uh, in the past five years the Texans have won the division three times the Colts have won it twice and the other two teams the Titans in the past like 16 years have only won it twice and the Jags have never won the division so I think you ding the division a lot in that it's been pretty much a two-team race for its history and you know maybe it doesn't have the the long rivalries or whatever but But we've got some new information, Joe. And we've got the over-unders and we've got the odds. going to change everything. Okay. Well, I actually think this does change something. So you generally, you don't like this division for the reasons we had before. But I think this is going to be really cool. So the over-under for the Colts is nine. The over-under for the Texans, new information, eight and a half. Right there. Over-under for the Titans, also eight and a half. And over-under for the Jags, six. So mm. pretty tight I spread there. I see where you're there. going. I see where and you're now, going, yeah. And now, check this out. The odds to win it, the odds for the Colts, the Texans, and the Titans were all exactly the same to win the division yeah. at 30%, and then I'm approximating a little bit, and then the Jags had uh, the remaining 10%. So this is a division where three teams are literally equally likely to win the division which has got to be the only division that has three potential teams so with such a chance to win it and even the jag's outside yeah. shot one in 10
1: good, it's a good it's a good point i mean look the reasons why i don't like it are still there this is sort of a hodgepodge division with two recent um i mean not that recent but two two expansion teams and one team that was a relocation, so it's it's not the history just isn't there, which yeah. I think still holds true. Um, but this is this is a good point, and I mean the competitiveness has been something that we've talked about with divisions. Uh, I think it does boost the score. I want to be fair to the Texans though, who I already rated, but I guess we can figure that out retroactively. But I'm going to say um, four out of ten.
0: Wow! Oh, big upgrade. Yeah. Wow, and I mean. There's no argument you can make for the Colts. You can't make for the Texans because they have the same odds of winning the division. I mean, it's like exactly the same for them.
1: No, I mean, my question would be, should we retroactively go back and apply those two and a half points to the Texans? It's too much work, Joe. Yeah, (laughs) we're not going to
0: do that. (laughs) Sorry, Texans. Have to edit in too many locations. Number three, (laughs) does the head coach meet a minimum threshold of competence? This is... Okay, so in my cutting short the research, I'm just going to tell you what Roto World said. But this is interesting because... There were 26 coaches uh, that wrote a World ranked that had come from had uh, coached for multiple seasons, and out of that 26, this coach, their coach Chuck Pagano, rated number 26, dead stinking last out of the 26, wow. which I found really shocking. And here's what they say: Yes, it's a bit harsh to call Chuck Pagano the worst coach in the NFL, but Here's their point. Pagano, like most coaches, is fluent in motivational cliches. He likes to say, keep chopping wood, but he's inept at most everything else. His defense stinks. His offense is wildly inconsistent. Little things like time management and fake punt formations are routinely botched. Pagano doesn't have a single attribute that's above replacement level. That is, aside from keeping his job. Gifted a generational quarterback, maybe he'll still end up blundering into a Super Bowl run. Much more likely is that the third time will be the charm for Ursay's long-desired coaching change. Wow. That was harsh. They are really they're really sticking it to him. I think he's played five seasons. So this is his fifth season. Eleven and five, 11 and five, 11 and five, all good. And then eight and eight, eight and eight, and seemingly going in the wrong direction.
1: Well, I mean, you know, one thing that's kind of interesting is, is why, and this is an inconsistency within the rotor world, own, within their own ranking, why some coaches with a very good quarterback, they tend to give credit to that coach for, like, well, they have bad time management and they have done this or that wrong, but they've developed this quarterback. So, like, you know, I'm thinking um, mostly about the backers' coach, Mike McCarthy. McCarthy got a lot of credit for Aaron Rodgers being good. So why do you think they give McCarthy that credit, but they don't give Pagano that
0: credit? Well, I would say, again, though this is a football podcast, we're not football experts, but Andrew Luck was like the consensus number one once Mm. in a five-year thing. Aaron Rodgers was drafted in the late end of the first round. I mean, he was sitting there. He's in the 20s as people are picked by him. And I Mm -hmm. think... Aaron Rodgers was considered much more of a project, and Andrew Luck okay. was considered a like, can't-miss. And if you watch the first three years of Andrew Luck, it's like he is can't-miss. He's got everything. And the the development of Andrew Luck is a, a lot of credit is given to Mike McCarthy for good or for bad, but I, I think based on what people say, it's fair. Whereas if, if you look at the trajectory of Andrew Luck's career, you could almost say that Andrew Luck's career is being absolutely botched and the only good thing that happened to him was when Bruce Arians was the like interim coach who, you know, wrote a world, really likes Bruce Arians. And they were really right. good under Bruce Arians.
1: Well, look, I mean, as a Charger fan, there's nothing that I hate more than a coach who both squanders the prime of a great quarterback and who also has some like seemingly inexplicable ability to hold on to his job, uh, which I have so much experience with that, uh, I cannot imagine signing up for that again. Uh, So I'm going to say half point out of 10. All right. half Point.
0: I think it's fair. Number four, do the players get in trouble with the law? So over the past five years, they're in the top third. Overall, they're in the top third of getting into trouble. They get into trouble a lot. I'm going to just admit it, Joe. I sort of skated on the research on this one. There was too much to choose from. Maybe there's something interesting the fans could talk about. But I do have some basic examples. A scrub wide receiver with a history of trouble with the law that they sort of drafted as a project gets a DUI. He's immediately cut. He's such a scrub. I didn't even write down his name. They've got another scrub inside linebacker, the aptly named or the presidentially named Andrew Jackson. Got one DUI. They sort of gave him, you know, one strike. He, he plays a little bit. He's a scrub. He gets another DUI in the offseason. They cut him a week later. So they, they have, you know, clearly when scrubs get in trouble with the law, they're just like willing to cut the losses. But then take somebody good who gets in trouble with the law, Pro Bowl linebacker Dequell Jackson. He gets an assault charge for here's what happened. Hey, pizza delivery guy told police that he said to Jackson that he was going to use a parking space momentarily that was in front of DeQuell's house or something. Totally reasonable. DeQuell said he got upset and told the driver that he had to get the fuck out of his parking space, and then he went up, punched the driver in the face, and on the back of the head. That's mm.
1: unreasonable. That's a yeah.
0: little, little too much. Uh, so he eventually he gets convicted of this. Uh, you know, He has to pay a fine and go to some counseling or something but guess what happens absolutely nothing happens you know the team doesn't give a shit and he comes back uh plays the whole next season he eventually gets suspended for peds and then uh he still played the whole last season he just got cut in the offseason but or released. i don't know what happened but anyways the point is all-star player gets in trouble with the lie they don't give a shit and one other note about him DeQuell is the famous person who started the entire cake controversy. He's the one who intercepted the oh. ball from the quarterback and then so he, he was on the Ravens the before. Equipment manager and huh. said this wasn't deflated enough. No, no, no. It was against the Colts. Oh, I thought that was the Ravens game. No, no. It was the Colts game because it happened the week before in the Colts game. Oh, uh, okay. And then the Ravens game, the whole, there were two things that happened in that game. They were like cheating. I don't even know. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> First of
1: all, I'm going to say something that I said, like, five episodes ago, because who listens that much? Why the NFL doesn't just hire every player a fucking driver is beyond me. It, it cannot be... Like, Uber exists. Just sign a, like, contract with Uber where they will be the official drivers of the NFL and they just assign someone.
0: I, I mean, these guys are, like, scrubs who are barely playing. They're playing, like, three snaps a game, you know? This whole category is going to change
1: when self-driving cars come in. Um, I mean, they need them just for the NFL. Yeah. But look, I mean, they're high up on the list and they obviously are playing that game where they release scrubs but then they keep a star player for what is, I think, any rational person would say is a much, much worse crime to assault someone for parking in your fucking
0: parking spot. Um, But in their defense, especially because we do have a doubleheader today, if you're thinking about it in the context of Week in, week out, when you're rooting for Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton and all of these people, are Correct. you going to be having to cover your face in shame? And I think generally the answer is no. I mean, I looked in the crime blotter in the last five years and it's like, Andrew Luck uh, yep. didn't seem to be getting into any trouble. Well,
1: look, we talked about the Vikings last week. We're talking about the Steelers next. I get the distinction you're making. Let's say two and a half out
0: of 10. <laughs> wow. Well, it's pretty low, but whatever. Who cares? Number five, can't root for a team that Rob roots for. Rob had, like, a really irrational response to this. Uh, so, irrational means he's either going to be really high on them or really low on them. So, I'm going to guess... You Not would, that
1: Rob is usually cogent, but, like, okay, yeah,
0: go ahead. Take a guess. I'm just saying, I would think that Rob would really like the Colts, because I think, you know, the Colts, even in the Peyton Manning years and the Luck years, are a fun team to watch, but I'm going to guess that he hates them for some irrationally stupid reason.
1: He would definitely be right. Uh, so... I mean, unless there's information that I don't know, and look, I, I, I might need you to educate me on this. So, he rates the Colts as his 11th favorite team. So right Wait, out of the top, that's pretty
0: 10, good. That's absolutely. exactly not what I said.
1: But no, but listen, listen. But it's right in that like squishy middle, where like, you know, Rob says he like cares a lot about his top four, cares a lot about his bottom four, and then the rest is sort of like a mixed bag. But then when I asked him to expand on his thoughts, Rob said, "I'm now." anti-cults, but he used the 100 like emoji, which I don't know how that saves time because you got to move, you got to (laughs) change screens, but whatever. Okay. I'm now 100 anti-cults. All I'll see in that stadium is 50,000 Mike Pence's smiling stupidly and trying to justify Donald Trump and the Republican Party rolling back 85 years of American progress the same awkward, dumb fuck way he defended their state's anti-LGBT legislation fuck them. I hope
0: they go 0 16. So but there's very, no way Donald Trump is going to win. I mean, that's so stupid. Like I know, I know. who cares about <laughs> the Mike Pence pick? Like Mike Pence is just the only loser who would possibly get on this losing ticket.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I mean, Rob is just uh, you know, sky is falling, Rob. Come on. Yeah, it's just
0: projecting. <laughs> no. Has he checked here's 538 a- lately? I mean, <laughs> here's what I don't know. Is there a
1: reason why, like, does Mike Pence, is he a part owner of the Colts?
0: Mike Pence is a, was the former governor of Indiana.
1: No, I no, I understand that. But Rob didn't mention Donald Trump for either of the New York teams. So why is he, like, I think, mean, is there some connection to the Colts other than that he was the governor of the state that the
0: Colts play in? Yeah, no, there's definitely no connection. I mean, maybe Mike Pence is a fan of the team or something, but he's certainly so why, not related but to but the why, team at all. So why is Rob
1: more mad at the Colts for Mike Pence than he is at the Jets or Giants for Donald Trump?
0: It's a good question. I mean, New York never elected Donald Trump to anything. And one could argue that Indiana elected both Mike Pence and in the future, if Donald Trump was the candidate, he would probably win with like 55% of the vote or something in Indiana.
1: Okay, okay. I mean, I suppose... That argument could hold. So Rob is really taking, but then again, his beloved Green Bay also presumably voted for Trump.
0: Yeah, I mean they would. You know, you'd think in the hypothetical future, yeah, of the, the Trumps in the Midwest. <laughs> so Rob
1: rated them pretty highly, but then is is one hundred emoji anti Colts, um, which I think puts me pro Colts. So. <laughs> I don't even know. But kind of a mixed bag because of the high ranking. So let's say six and a half out of ten.
0: All right. It's pretty. This is, the rankings are all over the place. The reasoning's all over the place. But let's just keep motoring on to number six. Is it a city you'd enjoy going to a game? And speaking of motoring on, the number four thing on the list of things to do is the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Oh, my God. Wow. Well, Actually, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum, maybe this motor speedway, it's got to be in Indianapolis. Joe, would you like to see that? I know you're a big fan of uh, car racing. You like to see the Indianapolis 500?
1: Yeah, um, not not particularly, no. Um, I actually was hanging out with someone who goes every year. Um, this is when I was in Cincinnati, uh, who goes every year and it like... It it, it kind of sounds terrible because you're in this, like, fixed spot for a race that is only in front of you in that fixed spot for, like, a blur of, like, half a
0: second. But don't you think it'd be cool to watch the cars whiz by? Yeah.
1: For, like, half a second. It seems crazy. I mean, <sighs> go stand next to a highway. <sighs> you get that for a really long period of No, I mean, it seems like the craziest. I mean, of all the sports that are a thousand times better on TV, how is this not one of them?
0: But... I'm well okay so you're just saying so you'd watch it on TV cuz I know you used to be a former Grand Prix you you watched it every week
1: Well yeah I mean I tried to get into it but that was like a failed attempt to be honest wow. Um but the Indy 500 first of all is like not as exciting as Grand Prix I don't think what like little I know of it But also we're talking about why I would want to go to the city so even if I did want to watch it on TV I wouldn't want to go to it
0: yeah, but that's just the number four thing, Joe. I'm just, okay. that's just the amused bouche Okay. The number one place on places to visit in Indianapolis is so relevant for you, Joe, especially as you are right now single parenting your three children. Yeah. It is the Children's Museum of Indianapolis, located just minutes from downtown. The Children's Museum of Indianapolis features five floors of fun and interactive learning that have the power to transform the lives of children and families across arts, world cultures, sciences, and humanities. They are ranked the number one children's museum in the country by all sorts of places. Wow. Wow. Unbelievable. Wouldn't you love to take your
1: children there? That sounds like a place that my kids would love to visit, but not necessarily that I would love to visit.
0: (laughs) This... I mean, I guess if you're going to the game, you're probably not going to stop by if it's just you.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe they could go there while I'm at the game.
0: Yeah, actually, that might work nicely.
1: Where is the stadium on the list?
0: Uh, So the stadium, so number two is Victory Field, which Mm -hmm. is their minor league baseball team, which I actually Mm -hmm. think is pretty sad. But it says Victory Field has been recognized as the best minor league baseball park in America by... Sports Illustrated, and Baseball America. But, of course, that's because they don't have a real baseball team. And then the football stadium is number three. So, boy, and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum is number four. And then the Museum of Art is all the way down at number five. So, Children's Museum number one. Children are our future, Joe. Sports, Mm -hmm. minor league baseball, NFL, car racing, two, three, four. And then art number five.
1: I mean, I would be substantially more interested in going to the minor league baseball game than I would be in going to the Indy 500. I think. Interesting, but to be honest, I'm kind of interested in neither. So I don't think this is going to score very high. I don't, I don't know that I have much of a desire to spend time in Indianapolis. I also know that Indiana, I think, is like the highest um, density of. Ku Klux Klan members in the US. I heard once, so I'm also a little scared of going there.
0: People are saying it doesn't matter if it's true. We're saying People it on the podcast. It. Yeah. It's it's it has been said.
1: Yeah. Um can we get sued by the Indiana Tourism Board? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we might get sued by the uh, Ku Klux Klan in whatever state actually has the highest. <laughs> yeah, the
1: for, Kentucky Ku Klux Klan. Is yeah. Like those motherfuckers.
0: Well, now uh, you bring Kentucky <laughs> into this. Jesus Christ. I'm, I I don't know. Kentucky uh, wasn't even in the Confederacy.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, we do need to talk about their place in the Civil War. No, um, I think this is this is on par with. What did I rate Dallas?
0: You gave Dallas a two out of ten.
1: I would rather, if you handed me two plane tickets, I would rather go to Dallas than Indianapolis. Wow. One and a half out of ten. Ouch. Do you want to go to Indianapolis? Uh, No. Okay.
0: Number seven. Does the team have player players you could put on your fantasy roster? Yeah, do they? Yeah. You are in luck. They have Andrew Luck, who is the fourth best quarterback. Yes. 3,200 yards, 31 TDs. Also, a lot of rushing yards, 341 rush yards, two rushing TDs. Love getting those
1: rushing TDs. Absolutely.
0: And I'll tell you, for the fourth best quarterback in your league, Joe, he was drafted for, I would say, a pretty value rate of $27. So you're getting good value. And he was drafted by yours truly, I would like to note, league winning team.
1: So Andrew Luck brought you
0: to the championship
1: that he has failed to do for his own team.
0: That's true. That's correct. Wow brought me to the top of the mountain and then won the running back frank gore he was only about the 15th best running back thousand yards four touchdowns uh four receiving touchdowns too whatever you know he's 15th best he's definitely playing on some team but he's not going to win the league for you he went for 20 dollars in the draft so i Ooh, mean that's, that seems high yeah maybe a little high there's certainly no huge value there now ty hilton yeah fifth best wide receiver he led the NFL in yards in receptions or in receiving yards, 91 receptions, 1,448 yards, only six touchdowns. So not scoring a, a bunch, but definitely getting huge chunks of yardage. He went for thirty-five dollars. So I would say thirty-five dollars, pretty damn good value for the uh, fifth best wide receiver. And they had a tight end, Jack Doyle, who was like fifteenth best. So you know maybe playable, but he's he's yeah. not uh, blowing up your team. So, you know, you no, got I
1: love it. a lot of options. No yeah. best in
0: breed here, but I think you've got a lot of, uh, a lot some of those sort of mid level sure. players that, you know, the first, the like all star quarterbacks and wide receivers get off the board and like these guys, there's value there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I like it. And I, I, I definitely think that there's some players I could pick up. Uh, yeah, you're right. No one who's a number one and also not like some of the other teams where you look at them and, you say, oh, wow, it'd it'd be hard not to get someone from this team. Where, you know, you could foresee spending plenty of years in fantasy and having a good team without any Colts on it. Yeah. Um, But still, pretty darn good. Six and a half out of ten.
0: All right, six and a half out of ten. Moving right along. Number eight, is the owner a monster? So I've also, am just going to read a little ditty about the owner, Jim Ursay. Written okay. from the comeback.com because they have done it much more succinctly than I could. But before we, I read that, I'm just going to talk about the stadium funding because if you listened last week, I actually noted this last week. But Lucas Oil Stadium has the most amount of public funds in any stadium, anywhere in America, probably the world. So Jim Ursay put up a scant $100 million. And then the city put up the remaining $619 million to fund Lucas Oil Stadium. And still, it could not be higher on the list than Victory Park, the minor league baseball stadium. But, you know, the city is paying. I'm sure this deal was hand negotiated by Mike Pence. Brilliant. (laughs) I'm sure as great of a negotiator as Donald Trump would be if he ever became president.
1: And presumably the Lucas Oil people helped pay for some of that hundred million dollars too.
0: Yeah, I, well, I mean whatever the revenue he saw. I mean, it's, Jim Irsey is just they're just giving him money, you know. Well, whatever. It's it's welfare for the rich. And as we'll come to learn about him, he might need it because he has got some. He's got some demons. So, <laughs> Jim Irsey. Ursay's father, Bob, was the villain who relocated the beloved Colts from Baltimore to Indianapolis on one scandalous daybreak decades ago and oversaw many years of flat-out futility. In many ways, Jim is the anti-Bob, a fun-loving boomer with a strong hippie bent. Ursay was the rare owner who happened to be his team's biggest fan. For better or for worse, he's been a strong, obvious presence in every facet of the organization, pushing everyone to deliver the on-field results he craves. Unfortunately... Ursae's money giveaways and posting The Doors lyrics on Twitter all turned ugly when news broke of his arrest for suspicion for driving under the influence of prescription drugs. Bob Kravitz of the Indianapolis Star painted an awful picture of what working under Ursay, an apparent drug addict whose life was spiraling out of control, was like. Yeah. As Kravitz wrote, Colts officials in Ursay family has been cleaning up Ursae's masses for a long time and his behavior posed a real threat to himself and the livelihood of others. After serving a suspension, he was suspended by for the NFL. Uh, he was suspended by the NFL for six games for this um, driving under the influence thing. Urse is back to being the face, voice, and chief decision maker of the franchise. He's also back to dropping seven figure sums on rock and roll memorabilia. I'll get to a little bit more of that later. But with no way to know for sure if Urse is the kind of guy you'd love to party with, the kind of boss who would be a nightmare to work for, or the kind of billionaire who'd rather drive wasted than waste the time to hail an Uber. Or, still, all three at once, he's near the bottom of our ranking. And they put him, like, somewhere in the low teens when they were ranking the owners. But uh, one thing to their point about rock and roll memorabilia, Ursay is a huge fan of the British rock band The Who, and he has also purchased guitars originally owned by Elvis, George Harrison, John Lennon, Paul McCarthy, Bob Dylan, Jerry Garcia, and Prince, as well as a drum set that once belonged to Ringo Starr. So... Big big fan of the rock and roll. I think he plays those. Or I think they just like sit around his house. Uh, wow. Well, in one of his drug benders, God knows what he's doing. <laughs> um,
1: I mean, I kind of feel bad. He sounds like he like has a serious problem.
0: Yeah. I mean, he did have a problem. He went to some sort of drug rehab. I, I don't know what happened, but he's going back No, I mean his addiction to rock and roll memorabilia purchasing.
1: <laughs> I think it's time for an intervention. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is like, come on, Ursay. We need to be able to buy some shit.
0: Yeah. Well, this is why they're skimping on the defense, you know? Yeah. For real, for real. Uh,
1: I, I, I feel like there are definitely worse NFL owners. I mean, like of all the NFL owners who have been in trouble with the law, I sort of have more sympathy for Ursay than I do for the people who are defrauding investors or stealing money from people's pension funds or whatever. Um, Yeah, which I I think is an understandable thing (laughs) that I would feel worse for him. You know, I don't like people who inherited teams and then get a bunch of public money. I mean, I don't like getting a bunch of public money anyway, but um, it's even worse when you've inherited the team. And I mean, you didn't you didn't say it, but like, I assume there was some coercion there of like the threat that the Colts could move or leave.
0: I, I don't know. I didn't research it. My guess is no, but I, I don't know. I don't think the, the Colts aren't going to leave. I mean, yeah, where would they go? The Colts going to LA? Yeah. That's, that just doesn't seem possible to me. Yeah. But look, I don't know. I didn't research it. Well, anyway,
1: um, I don't think he's the worst, but uh, you know, certainly I think he should be low. So let's say four and a half out of ten. Four and a half.
0: I mean, I honestly do believe... It is probably the deal making of, if not Mike Pence, whatever person is in charge of Indianapolis, which is, I'm sure, just as incompetent. They're, they don't have the strong negotiators of like Seattle or San Francisco or New York that are like, pay for your own goddamn stadium.
1: It's true. I mean, when you're or Los Colts. Angeles, yeah. Well, when you're a place that loves football as much as Indiana does, and on top of that, like, there's not much else going on, like. Like, there's no bluff to call. Like, San Diego, no. I mean, look, San Diego lost their team, so I'm sure to some it's a cautionary tale. But on the other hand, they're like, no, Spanos, go fuck yourself.
0: Yeah. Play in your little to play in your 20,000-seat Home Depot arena for two years, you know, and, and right. while all the owners laugh at you. And then when, when you're done, come share Cronky Stadium, where you're still going to be laughed at for the next, uh, you know, 20 right.
1: years or whatever become Kroenke's renter yeah basically
0: yeah number nine rate the uniform and the logo so they are the Indianapolis Colts they were formerly the Baltimore Colts that were a member of the All-America Football Conference from 1947 to 1950 and were named in honor of the region's history of horse breeding the name remained when the franchise began play in 1953 and then after they located to uh, Indianapolis in 1984 I guess. I wonder if the the Belmont Stakes is in, uh, that's in Baltimore. I wonder if, I didn't know horse breeding was such a big thing.
1: Yeah. And I don't know if it's a big thing at all in in Indiana.
0: Yeah. It feels like it could be. You know, you could be going on horseback through the cornfields and like, you know, checking for like, you know, people stealing your corn or something. I don't know what people do there.
1: Yeah. I mean, I suppose it could be, but I mean, you know, they're not using the racetracks for horses out there. Yeah, that's um, true, this is interesting. I mean, this is I think the only team that we've talked about so far that only really has one color. I mean yeah. their second color is white,
0: yeah, very simple, very simple design,
1: very simple, and I mean, like a little bit i I do like the um okay the positives. I like the fact that it's one of those uniforms that's simple because it's basically the same thing that it was. Eighty years ago, yeah, which we like. I like that we're back in the uh, the land mammal category, yeah. And this is our third horse. We talked about the charger, the bronco, and now the yeah. colt. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if we have any equine studies, folks who listen. I don't know who would win in a race: a charger, a colt, or a. Uh, or a bronco, bronco, but I I'm very curious to find out.
0: Well, the bronco, it depends. I mean, you couldn't be on the bronco because the bronco doesn't want to be ridden. But I don't know, maybe the colt does. I don't know.
1: Right, and and, and I don't know if well, we talked about this with the bronco, but I don't remember if a bronco is a breed of horse or if it's just like a type of horse, like a no a broncos like, like a horse. horse.
0: Yeah, yeah, bronco is like a like a free spirit horse who's like get off me. But so I don't, you could have now. a you could
1: have a bronco colt. I mean, me, I don't know what a Colt is. Like, that colt is fucking
0: Bronco. That colt <laughs> wow. is bronco is shit. I don't think you would say Bronco. I think you say that colt is a Bronco. You could say that colt...
1: But I don't know. So is it a
0: Charger type of horse? I mean, I know it's named after horse, but is it like a breed? Yeah, I, I mean, probably not. There like, can't be a horse called a Charger. It's too on the nose. Oh,
1: okay. So a colt is just a male horse.
0: Not even oh. a breed of horse. It's just a male horse. So a colt could definitely be a Bronco. And I'm sure a colt could also probably be a Charger. I mean, I don't think there are breeds of horses. There's, like, a horse, and then there's, like, that little mini horse, like, that was on Parks and Recreation.
1: No, there are definitely breeds of horses.
0: I don't think... There's a horse and the mini horse.
1: Oh, okay. So, a Charger is just, like, a medieval war horse. Like, it was, like, the horse that they would use in an attack in medieval times. Which is a horse. Well, yeah, the breed is, a uh... Destrier? Destrier? I don't know how to pronounce that. And that's a breed of horse that were used as chargers, but charger could be any breed of horse. It's like a colt could be. So, really, all these are, are just types of horses.
0: But see, breed of horse, like breed of dog, there are lots of different types of dogs, but they're all the same species. Like, all dogs can have sex with all other dogs. I'm assuming Correct. that's the same what with it is horses. For a horse. So, yes. who cares what breed there? People are just making up shit.
1: Well, no, but I mean, like, well, it's, it's a different species. There's obviously like a big difference between like a Rottweiler and a Dachshund. Like you would, like I, I could tell you right now who could win in a fight a Rottweiler or a Dachshund. So we could talk about horse breeds while still acknowledging that they're all the
0: same species. But I think that little mini horse is a whole different species.
1: Yeah, that is not in dispute. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Though actually, I don't agree because I think that it, that's just like <laughs> a, a that's just a horse with dwarfism or whatever. <laughs> but like little um,
0: Sebastian has dwarfism.
1: Yeah, well, that that comes down to, like, there's a difference between a mini horse and a pony. Well,
0: a pony's a whole different thing.
1: Right. Like That's a different species. I, I think I mean, a horse maybe. and a pony can can have sex, but it's purely for pleasure.
0: <laughs> I mean, that might be a crime of some sort, some sort of right. animal crime, depending yeah. on who's doing who. But there's all sorts of breeds of
1: horses, right? So there's, like, a Thoroughbred, there's a Clydesdale, there's a Mustang. But all those horses... All the male ones are still Colts. Yeah. If they were in a war setting, they could all be Chargers. Yeah. And if they were wild, they could be a Bronco. So theoretically, there could be a horse out there that is that could be described as a Colt Bronco Charger.
0: I'm sure that's like 30% of all horses.
1: Yeah, probably. Well, I mean, except for the war part, because like horses in war has been obsolete for a while.
0: Yeah. Like a horse in
1: war is just cruel to the horse.
0: Yeah, although people in war is cruel to the people. Joe, think about that.
1: Yeah, no, I mean the day
0: we can fight all of our wars
1: with, with robots, you know, it's a great, it's a great day. I think uh, we should
0: just switch over to cyber war, Joe. Just get rid of. We don't even need the robots. Just battle over computers, or as Donald Trump calls it, just the cyber cyber. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um in that campaign rally he just said, "Oh my god." <laughs> just last week. Oh
1: man. They'll the never campaign know.
0: rally in Iowa is something you didn't think that could apply for whatever year could apply in any year. Uh, they'll never know when we recorded this.
1: Isn't that guy Jared from Subway Great? Is <laughs> 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 an American hero. the way he lost all that weight. So he'll oh. always be remembered. Okay. Yeah. Um What were we talking
0: about? The Colts? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's great. Seven out of ten. Okay. Number ten. Do they play a style of play you'd enjoy watching? All right. So, in my research, I only brought up one stat. Well, I'll give you one stat first. Last year, they were 12th in offensive DVOA and 29th on defensive DVOA. So, as we already knew, terrible on defense. And, you know, good but not great on offense. But here's this let this stat that I have gone deep into the Elias Sports Bureau secret database. I used right. a little bit of cyber of my own to get in there. So in 2016, if we look at the number of times your quarterback is hit, Andrew Luck was hit 128 times in 2016, which was second in the NFL for the Cleveland Browns who were at 140. If we go back one year, Andrew Luck was hit 118 times. And remember, there's 16 games in a season. So he's getting hit like eight or nine times a game. And this isn't like hurries. This is like either sacks or hits.
1: Which is also crazy because he's a he's a fairly mobile quarterback too. So like yeah. this isn't a Drew Bledsoe situation where he's just standing there in the pocket like getting, yeah. getting slaughtered. Like he can move around.
0: Yeah, it's a it's dreadful offensive line. So in 2015... 118 hits which was also once again second to the browns boy being a browns quarterback is really bad uh but anyways i mean the browns are terrible the point is the, the colts are like pretty good and Andrew looks still getting battered and we go back one further year in 2014 the team was 11 and 5 angelic was still fourth in the nfl in qb hits at 107 so you know this is a team that like much like the saints it's terrible defense passable offense they're they're not as good as the saints were but you know the whole book on the colts certainly in the recent history has been can they keep andrew luck upright and the answer at least for the last three years has been a resounding no and you know if you're talking about why he's been regressing it probably is not good for you if you're fucking running for your life on every single offensive play if
1: you're a quarterback and you get drafted by the browns Do you just like immediately apply for your real estate license and be like, Oh I'll be out of the league and I'll be out of the league in two years. There's no way (laughs)
0: you'll you'll be out of the league in six games. Yeah.
1: It's sort of frustrating because it's not like they have a great defense. So you say, well, they have a good quarterback. They haven't invested much in offense, but they have a great defense too. So all Andrew Luck has to do is like do. Okay. Um, They don't have a good defense, but they also haven't built up an offensive line to protect Andrew Luck. That seems crazy to me. Um, And from what Tony said, I mean, I don't know if they have any huge free agent acquisition, but it's not like they've done that much to address the line this offseason either.
0: I have absolutely no idea.
1: I think, I think generally uh, that that seems like a, a frustrating style of play to watch, maybe a little bit uh, helped by the fact that, that Andrew Luck is just a fun quarterback to watch. It's fun to watch someone who's mobile and it's fun to watch someone who's obviously very talented. So yeah, um, I think they definitely get points for that, kind of lose points everywhere else, four and a half out of 10.
0: All right. Yeah, I think it's fair. And he is very, very exciting to watch, but... Absolutely, but not with the great team surrounding him, unfortunately. Yeah. Number 11, what is interesting about this fan base? Uh, I, I, I know nothing. I mean, I can tell you that their TV rankings are in the top 10. You know, people in Indianapolis like the team. You know, they are... The most spoiled motherfuckers when it comes to like i mean they haven't had to deal with a bad quarterback since i mean peyton manning was drafted in what 1999 so they have had a franchise quarterback or knowing that they were going to get a franchise quarterback as long as if they were bad enough for the last like 17 years so you know i i have no uh sympathy for them regardless it's a of good their point it's a good two point. eight and eight seasons
1: not having a good quarterback definitely builds character.
0: Absolutely. And having to go through like a quarterback carousel, like their carousel is Peyton Manning and then handing. I mean, I guess they did have to see Peyton Manning win in Super Bowl, but I, if I were putting myself in the position of these Indianapolis fans, I would assume they were like, like they chose to let Peyton Manning walk. Right. It's not like he, he left. He didn't screw them. And I think they were happy with Andrew Luck. Right.
1: It's not like he won that Super Bowl. I mean, the Super Bowl that where they lost,
0: yeah, they lost by like fifty points. He was actually good that year. Right, he was good that year. So that would have been
1: him leading them to Super Bowl. But the year that they actually won it, it's not like the Colts would have rather had Manning that year than Andrew Luck. They would not. Yeah, have. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I as a externally, I think of Colts or I think of Indiana of Colts fans as really loving the Colts. I yeah. think of Indiana as a like. I guess basketball is the number one, not I guess. I mean, basketball is certainly the number one sport in Indiana, but they do, I think really love their football. Um, And I think that, that they are a pretty like rabid fan base, maybe without the same like history or distinct culture that other teams have. So let's just say a six out of 10.
0: Yeah. All right. I think it's fair and finishes off. Number 12, the drink. What do you give the drink you were drinking that I forget. What is it? Colt something? Oh, Colt, Colt 45. 40.
1: This drink's awful. I mean, what, what person <laughs> what, ever thought this was again? a good drink? Red Bull something? Red Bull, gin, and Jaeger. Hmm. Why?
0: Why yeah. didn't anyone do That's that? That's just people that like, picking the three bottles closest to them at the bar, mixing them together.
1: I don't really ever drink Red Bull vodka, but, like, from what I've tra- tried of it, it's, like, Red Bull compliments vodka in a perfectly like disgusting but like get your energy up way so why do jaeger and gin instead
0: yeah i actually back in the day i liked red bull and vodka that was good because the red bull is like too sweet but the vodka like offsets it pretty nicely it's a good
1: drink yeah it's a vegas drink if you're into that if you're into yeah. that um yeah this drink's a one out of ten <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I'm giving uh, it a point because it gave me some much-needed energy with these three goddamn kids. Who right, I love Joe, very much.
0: The Colts round out the scoring at fifty-one point five, which is second lowest. <laughs> they, uh, I mean, th- the much only- like their. The Their only. quarterback hits the second second yeah. only to the Browns. Second, <laughs> exactly. So the Browns, yeah, are worst at thirty eight and a half. The Browns are bad, but man, Colts are now. Colts are below the Jets. They're Wouldn't it be amazing if we did this
1: whole podcast and there was a complete correlation to, or I guess inverse correlation to the number of hits that the quarterback gets? That <laughs> somehow all the work that we've done. That that's my exact ranking
0: it is possible because you know what washington was very high on those quarterback hits rankings and they're pretty low in the rankings yeah
1: and and arizona is you know pretty pretty low on those hits and they're number one right now so maybe maybe we just can stop
0: this podcast now and just insert that number i mean you mean atlanta but who cares joe i'm Mm. assuming they're rejected yeah sorry colts
1: all right your time colts has come and gone
0: you done? We have no further business to do on this podcast until the next one where we'll be covering the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. But don't send emails about it because we're recording it next. So see you in no, a second, Send Joe. emails about it. Whatever. No, don't. Send an, send an email. Send emails I- about this episode. Yeah. If you thought something in this episode was interesting, we haven't come up with a VIP poll yet. Oh, that's going to be weird, Joe. People are going to hear this and there's going to be no poll up unless you've got something. Or are they going to have no. to wait till the next episode?
1: They're going to have to wait till the next episode,
0: and then the poll is going to be up, anyways. And they're going to like see the poll before they. Wow, that's going to be crazy. But anyways, if you have feedback about this ridiculous episode or the Indianapolis Colts, send it to NFL at JoePixPod.com dot com, and look forward to the Steelers episode, which will be in your iTunes podcast feed very soon. Bye. Bye, Dan. See you, Joe.